Uh, do 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 music fade. Okay, we're f-ing done. <laughs> Hello, humans, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your fill-in host tonight, Tim Schweska. Dave Koch and Pat Gennetti have been found temporarily insane, which is the only reason why I'm in charge. Tonight, I am joined by several of my awesome Mickey Dude rotating commentators. First, from the wonderful great land of Texas, we have Jeff Williams. <laughs> Flash photography. I wouldn't. It alters the homing signal, and that's not good. From the Garden State, and his devils are whipping my Blackhawks currently, Joe Quattrochi. Yes, they are. It's currently 6-3, and I uh, just want to wish everybody also congratulations on a great 2019 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend to everybody who ran 5-10 yeah. half full. Don't be goofy, and especially to all the families that were out there supporting at like 5.30 in the morning. So great job, everybody. Our source from South Beach, from the Latin hotbed of Miami, we have Michael Fernandez. Uh, Welcome, foolish mortals. And last but certainly not least, we have our canine officer extraordinaire, Marine Corps connoisseur, Kyle Ostrander. I'm wearing no pants and I feel great. We'll go with that. <laughs> so, uh, dad joke. You have a dad joke? Fire away. There you go. That was my joke, but here we go. Five four of the people admit they are bad with fractions. <laughs> Put them. Uh, it's just like, you know, there are 10 types of people who know binary those that do and those that don't. <laughs> Whoever laughed, you're a nerd like me. <laughs> if you if you have if you have video on, you can see my uh, blank expression of confusion. Well, uh, speaking of confusion, I am downright confused when it comes time for people to decide. Hey, you know that distance when I usually hop in a car and drive it? Let's run it. As a matter <laughs> of fact, when it's way, way longer than anybody should normally run. Let's go ahead and do that. And let's do it all over a weekend when we're in Florida, we could be eating and drinking. This is something that baffles me, folks. This, ladies and gentlemen, is known as the Mickey Dudes Half Marathon show. (laughs) (laughs) And we paid to do it. (laughs) So we will be getting into talking about uh, several things tonight. First being the the, uh, Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. But before that, let's go ahead and take a word from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's Coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory 
Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale Market. Dot com. Well, the guy that does our ads, he should be on our show sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? It didn't used to be Pat Gennetti. <laughs> I forgot. I drink a pretty, lot. That's actually pretty funny. I drink too and, much. I don't know anything. And thank you very much, Pat, for those fine words from our sponsors. Joe, uh, Kyle, you what? seem to be uh, experts. Well, in this group we've got tonight, seem to be the experts <laughs> in knowing how to. Um, the term is being used what, loosely. <laughs> what is? Oh, oh wow. definitely. Seasoned, I, I will maybe. agree with that. Seasoned veterans of going to Disney and deciding to turn a drinking trip into a quasi running trip. Uh, why don't you guys fill us in on this? Honestly, I've I've been to Disney World during the half marathon weekend. I've never been up early enough to witness any of the. Any of the, the 5K, 10K, half, or full marathons, mainly because I like Disney Springs way too much, and I like the hotel bar way too much. So, while uh, while I am usually sleeping, there are many people up running and achieving some really, really, really cool swag, really awesome medals from what you can see. Uh, Joe, Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Joe, how about you first? So, um, as everybody knows, this was, uh, as we're recording this, it's the Monday right after uh, Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. This year was the 26th year of the marathon. And as time went on, they added the half marathon and then a 5K and then a 10K and kids races and all that stuff. So it's kind of evolved into this large, you know, running weekend. And there's other weekends throughout the year, as our listeners know, there's the Star Wars weekend, there's um, there's wine and dine weekend. Uh, there's a bunch of weekends. There's princess weekend, which is coming up with less than a month. Uh, down in Walt Disney world. There's also race weekends out in uh, California, uh, which are kind of currently suspended, but marathon weekend in January is kind of like the granddaddy of them all. It's the only race weekend where the full marathon is run. Um, I call it the kind of homecoming. Everybody who you know usually runs a run Disney race tries to be at this, you know, at this marathon weekend because it's usually the best weather. It can get a little cold sometimes, but the dopey brings a lot of people and the goofy brings a lot of people and it's just a lot of fun. Um, as for this year, um, Kyle, have you ever been down for marathon weekend? I know you're a big star Wars weekend guy. I have um, never done marathon weekend. I've done two star Wars. Okay. So I will say for this year and I, me and Kyle did star Wars a couple years back together. Um, but this year, you know, I ran just a half marathon and previous years I've done the dopey and, and so on. Um, but, as for the crowds this year, it was not very crowded at all. I didn't think it was crowded this year, guys. Um, uh, you know, there was a lot. I mean, the crowds over Christmas and stuff were crazy. I saw online, but 
this past week, it was not bad at all. Um, the races were pretty crowded. Um, but besides that, being in the parks, I never waited more than like 25 minutes in line for something. It was really? not bad at all. The weather was great. Um, I arrived Wednesday. Uh, I was, you know, just I was only running on Saturday, but we made it a whole trip out of it. Um, started off, the weather was good. A little chilly, but not too bad. Jacket weather. Uh, didn't rain at all. Sun was out every day. Uh, the expo was pretty good. I liked that this year I experienced this for the first time, and I heard that they had recently done this maybe for Wine and Dine Weekend where they had the merchandise out in the new uh, arena. Yeah, I guess where, like, so that was nice just to have it spread out. It, it wasn't – it was a little crazy in the beginning, but there was plenty of room, plenty of merchandise for everybody. Um, the packet pickups weren't crowded at all. Uh, the expo had a lot more room. A lot of the same vendors that are there every year um, at the expo. So if you're kind of a repeat run Disney runner, you see the same stuff every year. But you might see some shoes or something you like or pick up some – some kind of swag, or whatever. But the merchandise was decent this year as well. Uh, didn't spend too much time at the expo, maybe a couple hours. I was there with the Miss Rebecca Toon. Shout out to Rebecca. We had a great time uh, hanging out with her and her her, her daughters that were running. Um, so we did the expo. So that was that was a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good experience. Um, I wasn't there for the 5K, the 10K Thursday and Friday. From what everybody posted online, it looked like it was a great time. A little chilly for the 5K in the morning. I was told uh, as the weekend got on, it got warmer. Uh, I can only speak for the half marathon on Saturday. Um, it's about 55 at the start. Um, pretty good. It felt a little humid, so I, w I was a little warm. But uh, I will say this: you know, if we've talked about Run Disney, and you know, and in years past, maybe we got a little bit lazy with some of the characters and some of the displays and things they had on course. Let me tell you something: they had some characters out there that I had never seen out there. Um, a lot of character stops at least for the half marathon so well done run disney with putting they had first of all when you were waiting for the race to start that you can get in line for pictures with any of the you know donald or mickey or whoever uh, in the beginning lots of stops along the race course uh, i mean i saw some characters out there like sully and mike i've never seen out there before from monsters inc uh launch pat mcquack was out there uh just a bunch of random ones i didn't stop for any of them um i was trying to actually get a goal for the you know goal time for this race but just walk running by and seeing them ton of stops uh definitely spread out the crowds a little bit in my experience uh so they did a great job with that volunteers are great um yeah i had no complaints about the weekend it was a great time like i said the crowds weren't bad at all um in the parks and the, the weather was fantastic so i mean all in all it was a great um you know, Walt Disney World Marathon weekend i mean uh, unfortunately dave is not on i know dave ran the half as well and Dave likes to experience the characters more than me, so Dave could definitely uh, would have attributed to you know some of his opinions about what he saw out there. But um, I had a great time; saw a lot of great people there, a lot of people from the BR guest team uh, that I know. Um, so yeah, it was uh, you know our own uh, co-captain Christina from Resort Loop Rocketeers did the dopey. Was happy for her to do great with that. So uh, yeah, it was a great weekend all in all. So uh, yeah, we Tim, we we paid to do it. We paid to wake up early in the morning. Unfortunately, fortunately for me, I only did it one morning. Uh, however, I did stay at Old Key West, and where my room was was the closer vacation homes towards Epcot. And every morning, I heard the fireworks go off. <laughs> nice. So Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, I heard fireworks going off. And I think Thursday, the bass was so loud on the DJ. I think they turned it down because when I was there on Saturday, it was all treble, literally. Uh, but yeah, I was woken up three of the four mornings by uh, by uh, you know bass and fireworks from the DJ. So a uh, little tip for you here. Um, 
if you have to choose between Old Key West and Saratoga Springs, Saratoga. <laughs> choose Saratoga because Old Key West, if you're in certain vacation homes, villas, you definitely will hear the noise from uh, the starting line. So, but yeah, it was all in all, it was a great weekend. Uh, congratulations to everybody out there. Uh, if your goal was to do a PR or just to finish and take pictures, you know, look, they had a great time. That's what it's all about. That's why we pay to go down to Disney and do these races. Uh, so yeah, congratulations. And, uh, that's pretty much all I got. Kyle, you want to add any of your your uh, knowledge about Run Disney events and the craziness that goes with them? All right, so here's the deal about Run Disney. is like me, I'm a, I'm a fairly large individual. I'm not an elitist or elite runner at all. The fact is that Disney Run, Run Disney events are for everybody, including fat asses like me. There's no pressure. Everybody's out there cheering you on. Like I said, Joe, I know you do you do more than run Disney. You do marathons over the place. But it seems like run Disney events are for everybody. Um the uh few the few that I did, I just had so much fun doing them. Not just not just the run itself, but like the people like like, like Joe said, like the, the run groups, the uh Rocketeers or the three sheets guys or um, Lizard shenanigans. They're the all shenanigans out there. Are out, out there. You're gonna find someone. You're gonna find someone like-minded people like you, who you can fit. You can go out and hang out with. You know, there's no judgment there at all. So if you ever had the mind mindset to do a half marathon or even a marathon, I I, I highly suggest your first event if you can is to do a run Disney event because that's, that's it's gonna make it fun. And if you do enjoy that, you can branch off to others. Like, I really want to do a marathon one day, and I'm pretty sure my first marathon is going to be a Disney marathon. And then eventually, I'm going to do the Marine Corps marathon. But I think that no pressure situation of a Disney marathon will help me gain that confidence to go on and do other do other marathons. And, and Tim, Kyle put it, you know, perfectly. Um, for beginner runners out there, if people have been contemplating, you know, if they've never done a marathon before or even a 5K, somebody who's never done a count yeah. 5K, maybe a oh, couch yeah. like 5K, Disney is a place where, yes, you have to meet a certain pace. They tell you it's a 16-minute pace from the last person to start the race. But it's a very non-intimidating uh, place to do your first event at. That's yes, correct. They are, oh, yes, yeah. They, yeah. they are a little more Definitely. expensive. And, yes, the cost of a Disney race where if you're not local, you have to get the hotel. And if you do the parks, it does add up, yes. But if you are going to vacation at Disney anyway, and this is something that you always wanted to do, it's a very non-intimidating place to do a race. It's a very safe place. Plenty of medical staff, plenty of volunteers that cheer you on. Other runners are are nice to you. I mean, it's a great place to do it. Um, not to say your local 5Ks aren't or something, you know, so on and so forth. But you know, if you're looking for, it, it's just it's the it's it's hard to say, but it's just not intimidating. It's it's a very comforting yes. place to do your first race. So I, I would highly recommend. My first marathon was at Disney World, and compared to like some of the more serious races that are like, you know, like the New York city marathon where professional runners are there like Disney, it's a night and day difference with your experience. You know, it's, it's a lot more fun, a lot less pressure on you. Um, and I, I heard from some people, I don't know if these numbers are accurate, but only 300 people got swept in the marathon. Yeah, it was awesome. extremely hot on Sunday. It was very hot. They put warnings out. Um, but, you know, it, it was, we, I came on Sunday around 10 30. That was about the end of, it's about the end of where they were going to start, you know, the, where the balloon ladies were and people were soaking wet. You could tell mile 13, 14. And I felt for the runners out there. It's like, wow, it, it's hot today. And for only possibly 300 people to get swept at maybe 20,000 plus. That's fantastic. 
So that is pretty impressive. Yeah, so yeah. and what Joe? Oh, good, Michael. Sorry. Um, yeah. So let me ask you a question. Did they move? They moved Marathon Weekend this year. It used to be the weekend it, of uh, and uh, and that's after New Year's. And that's one of the things that. Mike, we said that maybe the crowds were less is because yeah. it's usually right after New Year's where kids are maybe still out of school and they're sure they moved it back a week and maybe that could be the reason why. Because I was going to do Dopey next year, but they moved it. They they moved it out of the out of the winter break area. And especially a lot of people have you know kids or our teachers yeah. or whatever like they can't and that's what we think one of the reasons why because you know it's crazy touring plans had like nines and the calendars I'm like man this is not nines I'm no, like it's like sixes maybe and yeah Saturday got a little crowded Sunday got a little crowded but nothing where it was like unbearable that's the locals and, coming in yeah exactly I mean and yeah. uh, so it mm-hmm. wasn't bad at all so I, yeah Michael I definitely think you're right by them moving it back a week definitely made a difference in the crowds and did you run Hollywood Studios? No, no, I just did the half, so the half doesn't oh, go okay. through the studios. I mean, I went to the studios uh, just you know, during that park day, but yeah, because when we ran when we ran Wine and Dine this year, studios was like a nightmare to run through. It was like all bottleneck all the way to yes. uh, Boardwalk, and it slowed everything down. So once you got to the Boardwalk, which is usually like a lot of space that you're gonna have when you run, uh, it was all bottlenecked because of that studios parking lot. It's terrible. Well, I would I will say this as somebody who was actually running for a time I, I wanted to get a good time and um it was nice actually to run through epcot it wasn't anybody in epcot still nice. at that time the park wasn't open yet so sometimes you get those crosswalks where you get the regular guests are crossing while you're trying to run it was nice just to run through and not have anybody out there uh, it was nice to run through magic kingdom with, with crowd support but um we didn't really run you know everyone who was listening they'll kind of confirm this we did a little more backstage area for the half at epcot and uh-huh. uh, not not a ton in the park we essentially came out through imagine right by imagination where the restrooms are kind of cut across uh where spaceship earth is and went right out to the finish line that was pretty much all we had for epcot for the half marathon so it was a little less than what we usually do where we usually come in and run through like the main gates and run around the back and essentially we took like a we went through the back way by the by the bus depot so it was just a weird way they routed us i don't know why but it was different. I saw some different things. You ran behind the seas and stuff, which I'd never done before. But uh, a little different routing. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It wasn't wasn't. You know, when I, when I got an Epcot, it wasn't crowded at all. But it was a great weekend. Seriously, like it's one of the reasons why I go down every January. Um, it's just the, the weather is good. It's cold up here in Jersey. It's it's in the twenties this week, uh, so it's nice to go down there and run in the fifties and sixties and. Uh, it's just a fun weekend. It's I call it like a homecoming weekend. It's the granddaddy weekend. Everybody tries to make it if they can. Um, so yeah, and hopefully, uh, Michael, you'll do Dopey and some of the other guys will be down there doing some of the other challenges and we'll see, uh, some more, some more of you guys down there next year. Yeah, well, definitely. Well, well Michael, with my, uh, my apologies, Michael, I, my, I forgot that you had run some of those. I didn't mean to leave anyone out. No, I believe cool. Jeff, Jeff, have you ever run any, uh, run Disney events? I raced, uh, Kyle once on one of them. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. I guess I'm the only one actually here who has never done one. So <laughs> I was I was running through Animal Kingdom and I heard, "Hey, Kyle." It was Jeff. <laughs> and he, he's like, we, we we walked we we ran for about what 100 feet and he took off on me. He was gone. <laughs> I'm but everywhere. Like, what, what Joe said, you know, is going to be a little more expensive. But my first marathon, my first half marathon experience with uh, Star Wars 2016. I went down there on DVC points. I had no park tickets. I had no intention of buying park tickets. And I spent my majority of time in Disney Springs. I was staying in Saratoga, where no fire, we hear any fireworks whatsoever. Yeah. And 
I spent most, like I said, I spent most time in Disney Springs, but at, at, at every time I look down my, my, my Facebook feed or my Instagram feeds, like, Hey, I'm, uh, Hey, so-and-so is I'm over here at, you know, Jock Lindsay's. I'll go over there, hang out with them or I'll go to Orlando and go find me a nice place to buy some beers. It's, yeah. you know, it's, you, if you want to do the run events, but not do the parks, you, you have plenty to do. You have plenty of time. You have plenty of things other to do just beside Disney parks. You want to save your money a little bit. Um, like I said Disney Springs is free. Orlando's got a lot. To, yeah, Expo is awesome. Orlando's got a lot to offer. So if you, if you want to go down there, but you don't want to spend the money on park tickets, you don't have to. Yeah. And you can always text someone and say, "Hey, you want to hang out at Disney Springs? Someone's going to show up. I guarantee it." Yeah. Well, a special congratulations to you, Joe. I saw your. Uh, I saw your pace, nine minute mile. That is wow. insane. Slow uh, down, dude. Slow. Good grief, <laughs> dude. I mean, I'm, out here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm right now. I, all I'm trying to do is just maybe run like a mile and a half to two miles with a nine minute mile pace, and that's amazing, <laughs> dude. Uh, uh, big congratulations to you, to Dave, uh, also to uh, Miss Rebecca Toon for running the 10K, and Rebecca's daughters for both completing the Dopey Challenge this weekend. That nice. was. Uh, that was pretty, pretty damn cool. Uh, again, you know, everybody always <clears throat> looks at me weird because I pick up 400 pound rocks. I do that because I'm lazy because I only have to do that once. <laughs> they have to do Dude. 26 of those mile things. Nah. Hey, no, I, I know how it started. The guy who did that ran from Athens to Marathon. He died. Okay? <laughs> that lesson was taught to us a long time ago. I'm not doing something that originated with a guy dying at the end of it. <laughs> Tim. Yes, I, I watched a documentary with uh, Strongman, Brian Shaw, and and uh, all them. Don't even tell me he runs marathons because yeah, he, no, he, he does not. <laughs> but when he does, no, you, you're fine. You're, you're good. You're good, dude. Okay. <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, I think that uh, I think we touched on a lot of things here, and uh, honestly, the I've always wanted to maybe do another. 5k 10k um I've, I've done a 5k never done a 10k but uh, i would always like to maybe do a run disney event just because of how much fun i hear it is the characters everything else so that is definitely one thing i've always wanted to do and especially with all the positive things you have to say about it i think i will have that in my future and i'm willing to bet some of our listeners will as well <clears throat> well also in january we had starting the Festival of the Arts uh, in Epcot, where a just a deluge of fantastically talented uh, master artists will be descending upon Disney, and uh, including our own uh, Mickey dude friend uh, Kevin uh, Kevin John Javinsky will be uh, down there. Uh, even though that'll probably interfere with him watching the AFC Championship, good for him. He's still gonna go in and plug away. <clears throat> uh, I believe uh, Jeff, you're gonna be uh, heading down there. Uh, for uh, Festival of the Arts, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we did a, a kind of a last minute uh, thing. So uh, yeah, we're gonna be down there. I've been researching it like crazy. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of local friends who uh, just resound the joices of um, uh, rejoice how much they love the Festival of the Arts even better than any of the other festivals. So I'm I'm excited to give it a shot. Very nice. And uh, Mike, are you going to be heading up for any of that? 
Uh, yeah, I'll be there February 8th through the 11th. We're staying at uh, Fort Wilderness. So we're going to be doing some camping and doing some eating at Festival of the Arts for sure. Very nice. <clears throat> that is one thing I was looking at is it seems that uh, Walt Disney World is starting to, because food and wine just gets so packed, it almost seems that they keep on trying to give everyone that food and wine experience when, you know, even though it may not be in that, you know, food and wine area. So, I mean, in that food and wine uh, kind of window. So who has, uh, who's actually been down there before as far as seeing, you know, seeing some of these menus, seeing some of the, uh, the food options, what uh, does anybody know what this entails? Because honestly, I've never I've been down for Festival of the Arts before, but I guess uh, I guess the kind of the food would be a little bit new because my visits in January, February have usually been uh, pre like 2012. Yeah, Tim, I was I was down there I think two years ago. Was it the first or second year? And I kind of ran into it. Didn't even realize it was going on. I don't think it was even promoted that heavily. And I just remember, I don't remember specifics about the food, but I remember they used some of the old or the, some of the kiosks that they use for food and wine and for flower and garden. They might retheme them. They might take a kiosk and like, you know, put like a different sign on it, whatever. But they had similar options. I don't remember specifics, unfortunately. So I know it doesn't really help for the show here, but they didn't have as many booths, but uh, they did have a few around World Showcase. I'm sure that's expanded, uh, but I know it's gotten bigger since the two years that I've been there. So I think like these guys, I might try to pop in one day. I know I want to get my figment magnet. So for the, for the pass holder magnet, so I might pop into Epcot for the day just to get that. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually on the Disney website right now. And it looks like from the first year that I went a couple of years ago, they've added a whole ton of stuff yeah. like painting with a Disney artist. Um, you know, they've got like uh, seminars and they've got like, you know, different artists that are there to, you know, showcase their art and, you know, local artists and Disney artists. So besides, you know, the food options and stuff. So, I mean, I don't really have much to base it off of, but it looks like they definitely expanded it in two years that I, yeah. when I went the last time. So it's, it's, I think it's grown already. They have uh, 13 food booths compared to like a food and wine, like has 106, but they got 13 of them. Uh, and I just pulled it up. It all looks pretty interesting i mean like it's all like artists like kind of artsy style food and a lot of uh artsy style like alcohol and stuff so it looks really really interesting it'd be yeah, my really, first year going it, I, they, I think they I, I just watch all the vlogs but i think they really tried to focus on the uh elevated uh offerings uh, elevate the cuisine and and then focus on presentation yeah i'm seeing even a whole booth that, like for instance uh it's kind of a um uh, famous uh, style to do the deconstructed dishes. It looks like they've got a whole booth of doing deconstructive mm -hmm. uh, dishes. And uh, anyway, we'll see how <laughs> how much we we uh, enjoy this stuff. But yeah, just something different. Um, you know, we, we go there. Um, this is the one of those like uh, blind spots for us. So we haven't we've never been to this one. So uh, what I'm excited about also is the Disney uh, <laughs> on Broadway concert series. So. Um, they bring some of their uh, authentic uh, Broadway stars, and you know, every weekend. Actually, this year, this is the first time they're doing every every day of the week. They're doing concerts, so that, I thought that was pretty cool. <clears throat> the uh, the one thing I did see is it looks like they're also offering uh, big surprise. I'm going to talk about beer. 
one uh, one thing I've noticed on here is what I do really enjoy is it seems like they are going to be offering uh, some different uh, some different options as far as like from Food and Wine Festival. They'll offer some unique beer options, and the one thing I did see here that I will definitely get a little bit Midwestern proud on is they have a Saugatuck Brewing Company from Saugatuck, Michigan, and they have their Neapolitan Milk Stout that will be on tap, and that is going to be that is going to be at the artist's table. Now uh, that sounds scary. Before uh, it is actually (laughs) before. Before working for the uh, my current employer, uh, I'm now a sales manager for a brewery. I used to be a brand manager for a distribution warehouse, and we distributed Saugatuck. Saugatuck puts out some fantastic beer, and one of the best, probably the best beer they have is their Neapolitan Milk Stout. If you drink this, it is going to taste like Neapolitan ice cream. Uh, no. They, no, no. No, no, so literally. Me, go ahead. No, I'm going to interrupt you. Let me ask you a question. So you, you're explaining this stuff to us now. You're saying how this milk stout tastes like a Neapolitan ice cream. Somebody like myself who doesn't know a lot about these beers, will they have like, like a festival like this? Will they have seminars where like somebody like yourself or like I guess like a Cicero, like a like a beer sommelier, right? Where we'll come and explain about how these beers are made, different, like how they taste a certain way, like where it's a learning experience, kind of like a wine tasting. Will they have something like this at a festival like this where you're like you're explaining to us now? Well, that sounds amazing. Like, okay, this tastes like Neapolitan ice cream. I'm down for that. Like, will they have something like this at like a festival like this? Will these companies send representatives to speak? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think the Epcot would do something like that? Uh, well, I've seen it. I've seen them do it for Flower and Garden. I've definitely seen them do it for food and wine. Uh, I was horribly disappointed that I actually did miss. Uh, it was a few years ago. Kim Jacobs, who is a master Cicerone and one of the... Uh, former brewmasters for New Belgium Brewing Company who actually started their sour program. She was actually there to speak on several beers, uh, talking about uh, Belgian programs, uh, Belgian beers, which I would have killed to listen to her talk and just be able to pick her brain. Um, But I mean, yes, they do sometimes, uh, Disney will bring in people. uh, For a while, they used to have a Sam Adams beer garden set up in the American Adventure And they would do seminars almost every two hours where they had uh, they actually had Sam Adams shift brewers there talking to people about the brewing process, about tasting beer, um, about, uh, you know, about picking up the notes, you know, about, you know, those different smells, the different taste, you know, where those come from. uh, And to me, it's it's not I don't really want to get into being a snob about it, but the best part about being in this business is being able to help educate the consumer is being able to share what this is about and not really, not really looking down upon anyone, but just excited to share something new with them. I mean, that's, and that's really the way it's looked at is people are just really excited to share what they've created. And, you know, hopefully they do start bringing in more people because I mean, you're starting to see, I mean, Disney, uh, downtown, I mean, uh, in uh, Disney Springs and Disneyland, Ballast Point just opened a tap room. Yep. Um, you have uh, Baseline Tap House, which everybody, and there's a lot of people I know say, oh, well, I've got a Baseline Tap House in my, you know, a place, a million places like that in my own backyard. So why would I go there? That's, that's fine. But the big thing is how huge it is for Disney to open a place like that on property. 
it means they know that this is where things are trending. They, they're listening to their consumers. Therefore, they're putting places like this there. I mean, you're starting to see places carry way more craft spirits, way more craft wine, way more craft mm -hmm. beer. So I would imagine we're only going to be going up from there and seeing, you know, seeing places that will, you know, that will send representatives or Disney will come and get representatives. Uh, if you're listening, Disney, I do work for a farm-based brewery and we're actually going to be going organic and self-sustainable. So if you need anybody to talk, you know, shameless yeah. self-plug. <laughs> well, speaking of baseline, I was down there in August and the line was out the door. You couldn't find a place to sit. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, and like I didn't, I didn't, uh, I again, I didn't take part again because the family was with me. I couldn't, like, you know, hey, go, I'll go meet you in a second. And gra I'll grab a beer. There was no second. I'll grab a beer. I'll be here for at least 35 minutes waiting in line. Well, and uh, speaking, speaking of beer. I see that they have announced that they will be partnering with a uh, Disney will be partnering with a local brewery, a craft brewery, to make Galaxy's Edge Blonde Ale. Woo! So you will have a special Star Wars beer. As yeah. for me, I can't help it. I will have to go on a little bit of a rant here, being that you have Galaxy's Edge, one of the most popular hops in the craft brewing industry, is a Galaxy Hop. That would make a wonderful pale ale or a wonderful IPA for a lot of people out there who say they don't like IPAs. That's fine. Literally one in every five beer, every five craft beers bought is an IPA. They control 20% of the market. So, Disney, you're missing out here, man. You're missing out. You really could have had the neck beards come running. So... <laughs> Well, I'm sure they did a blonde because that'll appeal to yeah majority Absolutely. of people. Uh, I and and Joe, I, that's that's exactly why. I mean, it's it's just me and my little rant. I completely agree uh, with why they did it, and I completely understand why they did it because you know what, someone like you who is you know, and that and that's nothing against you. And please, uh, I'm a light beer drinker. I'll drink that. blondes all day. You know, he's exactly. a light beer. He drinks Michelob Ultra. I mean, it's again. I mean, it's yeah. It, it's going to you need to have that friendly bridge beer. And, and you would either have to have an American lager or you'd have to have a blonde or a wheat. You need something non-threatening because a lot of people who are just climbing into craft beer, if they taste hops, they run. Yeah. I mean, it's that's just, that's just plain now, and simple. Now, Tim, my yes. ignorance, is blonde ale essentially just a lager? No, it is not. Uh, okay. You're, you're talking about top fermented versus bottom fermented. Uh, lagers take twice as long to, uh, to make. They are actually twice as expensive. Ales can be turned out in about a week. Loggers, okay. when done properly, will take uh, close to three. All right, I'm just saying, loggers are my favorite. <clears throat> it's it's the same company that did the Nomad Lounge beer, the Congaloosh. Yeah. Uh, that is concrete. Correct. Concrete Beach. Yes, Concrete uh, Beach. Yeah, they, uh, I believe they contract. Yeah, it's uh, it's in Wynwood, down in Miami. Uh, it's a pretty good brewing company, and uh. Definitely that Congolouche is a great beer over at Nomads. And it's not like a it's not like a light beer. It's a very dark, like an amber almost. It's got some spices to it too. It's really good. Yeah, the uh the Congolouche uh drinks uh drinks very similar to an uh almost an amber ale and it's almost spiced uh similar to a Christmas beer. Yeah, I would say <laughs> that. So good. It's so yeah, it, I, uh, it I, drinks a lot like a Schlafly Christmas ale. I didn't have it a note. I had it somewhere else. I might have it on the food and wine, but it was pretty darn tasty. It is. It's uh, it's it's very unusual, and honestly, for 
for such a richly spiced beer, uh, it's not as filling as you would be afraid of. Because that was honestly my biggest fear is tasting that and being in 90 degree heat and having that just sit like a rock in my stomach. Because you can drink yourself a nice, like, light mm -hmm. sessionable IPA or a lager or something like that. You're not really going after a bunch of heavy stouts and Belgian triples during that time because, well, you'll end up taking a nap in the middle of the street like a hobo. So I, I do. Been there, done that. <laughs> well, uh, we, have, uh, we have covered some Festival of the Arts. We have actually covered uh, Run Disney Weekend. We have covered, even went on a little bit of a rant about... Uh, the Galaxy's Edge beer. So, gentlemen, uh, this may be a short, tight show, but we'd always want to make sure to tell the folks where you can be found. Kyle, where can uh, where can our good folks find you? Uh, have, I have an announcement to make. First off, okay, go ahead, Kyle. Kyle, uh, hashtag W twenty twenty. Kyle, hashtag what? W twenty twenty. Nice. Go. All righty. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry right now. I'm a little, a little nervous. Will you remember this tomorrow? <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm going to try not. to join you there, Kyle. I'm going to try. Yes, come to on. Join. Come on. And then, uh, I'm on Instagram at Dispipe and tricky leg zero one. <laughs> Mr. Jeff Williams, where can we find you, sir? <laughs> you can find me uh, at brain dead 92 on Twitter. And I'm the new campaign manager for Kyle. Uh, I came up with a dopey 2020 slogan. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> uh, Mr. Michael, where can we find you, good sir? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Ears of Happiness. Also, uh, a it's maybe a little bit belated, but uh, kind of a belated congratulations, Michael, to becoming a DVC uh, member. Oh, oh yeah, sir. So congratulations. Much. Thank you, thank you. We just did our first stay at, over at uh, Beach Club. Congratulations, man. Hope What's you guys have a, lot of, have a lot of great stays in you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Where's your and, home? Uh, Mr. Uh, Copper Creek. Excellent. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Quattrochi, where can we find you, sir? You can find me on Instagram. I mean, Instagram at Joe Quat, at Twitter at Joe Quat. You can find me over at the DVC Roundtable over at resortloop.com. And also, if I may add, Tim, I have today's best bet with Saratoga Joe for everybody out there. Please, please, please do. Somebody uh, insert I... the music, please, for me. You know, the, the call to post here, and uh, I will give the tip. Um, so if you're, it doesn't matter if it's marathon weekend or any other weekend, there are recreational activities that are available at each resort. Saratoga Springs is no different. And even during marathon weekend, if you're looking, even during star Wars weekends or, or princess weekend, if you're looking for a nice warm up run, but want to have something, uh, that is maybe organized, um, they do have the Derby fun run over at Saratoga Springs. It's a mile and a half run. Um, it is a small cost. I don't know if it's like 10 or 15 bucks, maybe more. 15 dollars. Thank it's you. Not, it's not expensive at all. Yeah. And if yeah. even if you want to try something just um, a quasi-esque run Disney style, I mean, it's not really run Disney style, but like, you know, with all the big fireworks and stuff, but a quasi-organized race on Disney properties might be a great way for you to do it. Uh, it's available at your resort. 
uh, inquire at the recreation or at the concierge to sign up for it. I believe it's on Thursdays or Wednesdays or Thursdays. Just check the schedule, but it is available. A lot of the resorts do it, but Saratoga's is called the uh, the Derby Fun Run. It's a great way to get out there with your family, if your kids. If you, uh, you if you're down there and you see all the runners around, you get inspired. You want to do something last minute? You can sign up for it. Uh, it's inexpensive and cheap, uh, and it's located at your resort. So that's uh, today's best bet with Saratoga Joe is uh, look for the Derby Fun Run. Uh, with the recreation folks over at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. And most of those give uh, medals and exclusive pins. Yeah. Nice. Uh, there you go. See? Yeah. Yacht Club and does also, it too. I would definitely like to add that uh, Saratoga Springs also has one of the most complete gems on property. Uh, it's about as good as you're going to get. Nice. There you go. It's good to, see, I, I'm telling you, and when I treat Janetti to a, a prime rib dinner there, it's going to be even better. So. I like and, the, and you can find me. <laughs> you can find me on the Twitter machine at plain underscore Tim. And you can also find me on Facebook at Tim Schweska. And also a reminder that you can find us on find the Mickey Dudes podcast on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes podcast. You can find us on Instagram and you can also find us on our Facebook page. We thank you very much for joining us. Have a great night, a pleasant tomorrow. And let's all go to Disney in 2020 to watch Kyle die. <laughs> I'm dead already. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.